0: We experience the presence of God. We invite the presence. We are aware of Him. It removes the stress and anxiety to give us a place of rest and peace, so that we're able to think clear
1: and see things that we never had been able to see before. This is Supernatural Business in Times of Crisis, the podcast. I'm Andrew Montesi, and I created this show to help empower and equip you to take on the impossible in business. This isn't your average business podcast. In the midst of a global crisis, I interview powerful leaders who will take you deeper, revealing how to operate in business from your position of power in God's kingdom, in faith instead of fear, helping you advance in adversity. There's Supernatural Breakthrough available for your business and your life today. Hey guys, thanks for joining me. This is one of those interviews that could change your life, and you have to listen right through to the very end. I'll explain why shortly. Now, Tim Walls is a father, husband, business consultant, coach, and speaker based in Northern California, but Tim is not your typical business consultant. I'm not sure there's anyone who does what he does. The simplest way to describe it is he comes alongside kingdom-minded business leaders who want to partner with God to grow their companies. He helps people unlock kingdom strategies in times of growth and adversity and facilitates a transformation of culture that sees lives changed. For Tim, it is all about helping people experience the presence of God every day. He makes the supernatural practical, and the results are quite literally out of this world. Tim talks about how people in business can access the presence of God for every decision and circumstance, incredible stories of breakthrough, his own transition from fighting his calling in business to where he is today, and so much more. Now, an important message. At the very end of this interview, Tim releases a prophetic word for a number of listeners. Please listen carefully, and if it connects with you, I want to know. Email me, andrew at com. My details are in the show notes. Now, enjoy the interview with Tim Walls. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Andrew. It's good to be here with you, man. Now, I'm going to get straight into the tricky stuff with you, because I know you love love this stuff. Bring it on. If a client came to you and said they're on the verge of losing everything... How would you approach it? Uh, I think for each
0: person, I'm actually going to approach it a little bit differently. And the reason why is because typically in Scripture, the battle plans are never the same. If you look at uh, David, when the enemy came up against him, a major obstacle, he inquires of the Lord and says, God, do I go up against him? And David, uh, the Lord said, yes, go after him. Three or four verses later, the same enemy comes up against him again. And David inquired of the Lord again. He didn't just go and do what he did last time. The Lord said, no, circle around, wait till you hear the rumbling of the mulberry trees, then I'll give you, uh, God's confusion, give you victory. Uh, Joshua walking around the walls of Jericho, uh, Jehoshaphat, three armies, massive armies coming up against him. So when somebody's going through something like that, it's a major battle. It's a major opposition that's coming up against them. Unknowns. It's, it's, it's destructive in nature. It's like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? How are we going to, how are we going to take care of all these needs that we have? And so, the first, I don't think I'm going to approach it the same way every time. I'm going to really ask the Lord, Lord, what's going on? So how I approach it is when they're coming to me, I'm asking Holy Spirit, what's the direction you want to go? What are you saying? What is what is the word of the Lord in the midst of the situation? Because if we have a word of the Lord in the midst of the storm, we have faith to walk on. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have faith to be able to move through that storm no matter what's going on. So God, is this a time that we just sleep in this midst of the storm? Because you've got this. Is This a time we get up and command peace and have authority over it. Or is it time we get to walk on this? Road? I mean, it depends on where, the, what God is saying in the midst of it. So for me, it's stepping back saying, okay, Lord, what are you saying? So obviously I'm going to be apathetic and just understand and validating. Like, I am so sorry. But internally I'm going to be praying like, Lord, what are you saying? And then I'm going to be sharing what I feel and asking them questions because it's a dialogue. It's them discovering it too, them hearing the voice of God. If I just tell them the word of the Lord, then they're depending upon what I said. So I want them to hear the voice of God. Say, let's just stop. Let's ask Holy Spirit, Lord, what are you saying about this situation right now? And as they hear the voice of God in the midst of it, it brings life. And like, oh, wait, this is nothing. This has got nothing on me. And I think that's that really eliminates a lot of the fear. Because the unknowns about losing everything, it's just, fear is just not going to do it. Anxiety and stress. And so if we get the word of the Lord or what he's saying in it, we got the faith to be able to move through it and to be able to have authority over it.
1: It's it's such a good good way of putting it. I love what you said about going back to the Lord for strategy again because I think that's just such a key point. I even think in my own life, I think about the people I know, we always just default back to, well, what worked previously? I'll just do what I did that time and expect it to work again. But that's not the case, is it?
0: Uh, no, it's not because... If you if you if you do that, you begin to um, trust in. It's like the old saying, um, "You need new manna every day." It's like that. It's fresh manna every day. It's, it's hearing the voice of God in the situation. And the thing is, Jesus even said, "You don't know where the Holy Spirit uh, is." It's like the wind. It's learning how to f- ride with the Holy Spirit. Romans eight fourteen in the Passion translation says. That the mature children of God are those only moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. It's like you learn to go in the rhythms of the Holy Spirit, knowing what He's saying and doing. And uh, throughout even Joshua, when he was conquering the promised land, something God had promised them to give to them, He uh He He would inquire, God, do we go after Him? And there's times He did not inquire and He got his butt kicked. And so He He didn't he didn't ask God, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? Because God would give them wisdom of what to do and what, how to navigate the battles. And these are kings of nations, by the way. These are not, we're, we're talking about businesses here. I mean, if kings of nations leading hundreds and millions, hundreds of thousands and millions of people are inquiring of God, listening to the voice of God. Think about Hezekiah, who he had a massive army coming up against him and they wanted them, him to pay tribute and say, you pay us tribute or else we're going to destroy you like we've destroyed everybody else around you. What did he do? He went and asked, the Isaiah, the prophet, what is God saying? And Isaiah says, don't move. By tomorrow, they'll leave. They'll hear hear of a rumor that somebody's attacking them and they'll leave. And that's exactly what he did. And it, it, it's the depiction of the story is that everybody around him advises like, you've got to pay tribute. We're going to die. In fact, the, the, the advisors even said to the enemy, hey, don't speak in our language so that the people on the wall can't hear you. Like, you're going to create fear. He goes, oh, I'm going to speak to your language. And they're going to be fearful because they need to know Hezekiah is going down. But Hezekiah went to the word of the Lord. This is a guy that is responsible for all these people. But he heard the word of the Lord. And by the next day, they moved. That same application, we get to walk in, in business just as much. It's the reality of walking with God. tapping into heaven strategies. We use that concept so often,
1: but the practical application of that, it's throughout scripture. If we just learn what it looks like to apply. it. So what does it look like practically? That's exactly what I was going to ask. So you're talking about kingdom strategy, but there may be people listening and going, Oh, you know, this is great, but I've got to make payroll tomorrow and I've got to do these things. And like, like, how do I actually make this happen in, in real life? Oh I
0: love that question because everybody wants a step 1 step 2 step yep. 3 answer and to make it easier it, it it really is easy it's it's learning how to listen it's learning how to be obedient to what he's saying to do um and I can give you so many examples I will talk to you about this one guy um Yusuf Payroll. he was he's a contractor out in New York um and he is uh he was calling me up and he said Tim I, my clients are not paying they're back pay they're, they're holding up payments because of some things. I got three or four clients that haven't paid. I'm not gonna have enough money for payroll this week. What am I supposed to do? And he goes, But Tim, before you even answer, I remember you telling me about times where God would tell us there's uh, God gives us different battle plans. And he goes, So I'm, I'm trusting that God's gonna tell me, I just don't know what to do. I said, Okay, let's just stop and ask. So he pulls his truck over, get on the phone, he pulls his truck over, just stops. And we just said, God, we we invite you right now. Lord, what's the battle plan for this guy? And his guy's name is Zeb. And Zeb goes, uh, he just stops quietly and just listens. I said, what did you hear? He goes, I'm supposed to go buy flowers for my wife and go home play with my kids. I'm like, it's the middle of the day. Like, you got crews out there. You've got responsibilities. You can't just go home in the middle of the day. I'm saying that sarcastically because I know God gives us crazy things at times. Sometimes it's practical. Sometimes he's like, go make these phone calls. Go work here. But this particular situation is a little bit different. And so he said, I'm supposed to go home. I'm going to go buy flowers for my wife and play with my kids. So he did. That night, he got three calls for jobs, signed two of them the next day, paid his full payroll. Um, and there, there was a time that I was uh, a part of an installation crew where installing a big uh, uh, TV uh, service and equipment through this big um, um, commercial property. And we got done with it. My texts are all there, and we're 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 um finished up with things. All of a sudden, all the TVs go out in the the place. I mean, there's probably about thirty of them. All I'm sorry, twenty of them. There's like twenty of them, and they all go out. Now there are cables all over the place. We're in the attics doing all these things. Everything just shuts off. And I'm sorry. Let me back up. Three of them, uh, three quarters of them shut off. One quarter does, and that's why we knew it wasn't just a plug in and plug out. Like we knew something else was going on. And we're like, great, what are we going to have to do? Go through the attic and crawl through everything. And um, I just stopped and said, okay, Holy Spirit, I need wisdom. What's going on? And he goes, go to the closet. The amplifier came unplugged. I'm like, that's stupid. I was just in there. That's just stupid. That's a waste of time. Hey, guys, go over here and check this. Hey, you guys go up there. And I start to do it. I hear the spirit inside of me like, go check it. Fine. Go into the closet. It comes out unplugged just a little bit, enough to un- un- take the power away from the amplifier. Push it in. Everything comes back on. I mean, so practical ways of just hearing the voice of God to times where I was, uh, I was doing sales and this is not just me, but this is other people too, that they just like doing sales and Lord highlights a whole area to go. I was doing door to door sales at this time and I'm there for four hours and get nothing. And I'm so frustrated and I'm like, God, what am I supposed to do? He goes, you didn't ask me to where to go. like, you're right. I didn't. He goes, take out the map. I'm going to show you. He highlights this neighborhood. I go there within a half hour. I had three sales. It's like bang, 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 bang. And so their strategy from heaven comes out of relationship for me. Like it's out of hearing his voice of God and learning how to implement
1: that. So I'm just wondering, thinking about people who may be listening and saying, look, I'm, I'm not great at hearing or I haven't even heard from God before. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're at that point. How would you walk with them on that matter in terms of helping them get out of their own heads? Yep to be able to actually receive. I think that's the core of even what maybe your podcast is about.
0: And this journey is, is it comes down to relationship with God. It's like, it comes to a place of understanding who we are and who he is. And I'll take them back to a place of learning how to hear the voice of God. Because just like I know my wife's voice, the more time I spend with her, the more time I get to know her, I know the tones. I know when I'm in trouble or uh, she's happy. You know, it's it's just you start to learn. I l- see a look on her face I start to know what she's expecting. Those type of things in the same way it's relationship with God. And so the whole invitation of this podcast and the, this journey of even what I do is is learning to walk with God. It's learning how to partner with God not just in business but in life because we disconnect those two many times of like here's my life spiritual walk and here's my business spiritual walk. But the reality in reality, it's the both end. They're all together. It's I am who I am, no matter where I'm at. So I take people back and just' help them learn how to hear the voice of God. Um, and people hear God in so many different ways. I have uh, a CEO of a pretty large company, and she she doesn't necessarily hear voices or uh, senses, but she she's a knower. She just knows that's the answer. And so learning how God speaks to you, he speaks in so many different language or ways to people. So just recognizing that, and began to take steps in that. Um, I'll say this about hearing the voice of God. A lot of times, there's a great uh, minister who said this. He goes, we need to change the way we think. Many times we we have this perspective when we're following God, we have this perspective, it was probably me, maybe it was God. But the reality is if if we have the mind of Christ, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we're pursuing him, we need to change the way we think to, it was probably God, it might be me. Because we actually question and disqualify a lot of things that God probably said, because we then we 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 we, we belittle that or we, we think it's us. And so we diminish it and we, we don't actually take action to it. But if we actually took it on, it's like, okay, I, I have the spirit of God in me and I'm pursuing him. And I'm trusting that he's leading me. And I have peace. I'm going to move out of that. And I'm going to start doing it. And, and, and I might feel peace leave as I do it, then I stop. But I, I start to move forward and I begin to understand as I move forward, oh, that was God. And then I build a greater record of history with him, of knowing his voice is stepping out in that process.
1: Yeah. Kind of what you're talking about as well is that, that recognition, learning to recognize the presence. And uh, we've, we've spoken um, outside of this interview about that. How do you walk through that with people in terms of helping them recognize the presence and then therefore being able to navigate based on what the Holy Spirit is saying? Uh, Andrew, I feel like that's the, that's the distinguisher factor. That's the X factor
0: in this whole kingdom business throughout history especially the last 10 20 years there's been a lot of talk about kingdom business there's been a lot of talk about partnering with God a lot of great tools got a lot of great resources and books and um, uh, conferences and teachings and and it's great the principles the great principles and, and keys to walk with God uh, character integrity I mean all these different aspects of how to do it um, but I believe that what you just mentioned this is the distinguishing factor Moses said, unless your presence goes with me, I'm not going anyplace. I'm not going from here. It was the presence of God that he knew he needed before he kept going. It's that it's that place um, in Joshua where uh, the Lord said to Joshua when he's about to take the promised land, it says, um, I'm putting the Ark of the Covenant in front of you because you've not been this way before. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. And he said, because you've not been this way, follow the presence. Follow the leading of the presence. And so... We all know, well, I hope you know. If you don't know, and you're listening to it, the presence of God changes everything. If you've never encountered the presence of God, it is the it, it radically changes your life. It, it 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 when God shows up, that's Him. Him His presence means He's here. Um, and I know when two or more gather, He's there. But there's another aspect of the presence that I believe, Andrew, you're talking about is we recognize when He the Holy Spirit's in us, but He also rests upon us. I said that Jesus. Um, that the spirit of God re- came upon him and remained upon him. And that's what we're talking about. Yep. Not just Holy Spirit's inside of me, but he actually comes on me. Sometimes, and the way I describe it is, uh, many of us have experienced the presence of God in a church service. Maybe you're in a worship service, or maybe somebody prayed for you. You could feel something, or somebody was preaching, you could feel something on your life. You can feel tingling, or you feel weight, or you feel like peace of your mind, or... Some people feel fire in their necks. Like, I get heat in my back of my neck when I can feel the presence of God come on me. Um, people feel like something, um, a, a weight on their chest because they're like, oh, God, you're here. It's like, and the more we recognize what he feels like. So I, I, I highlight, the first thing The thing I do is I stop. I highlight how have you felt the presence of God before. Because most people don't distinguish that in a business setting. They know it in a church setting or a ministry setting. So I said, when have you ever felt the presence of God? Well, I felt it you know, at this church service one time when the person prayed for me, I could feel tingling all over my body. Perfect. That's awesome. And I helped them recognize what it felt like. And then what I'll do, and we did this earlier uh, with you, is I will stop. I, I do this with CEOs on video calls or one-on-one. doesn't matter who they are. I'll stop and I'll say, this is the game changer for you. If you learn how to do this, it changes how you function, what you're aware of, and how to navigate the decisions that you make. So I'll stop. And I'll say, I want you to close your eyes because when we put our affection on the Lord, the Holy Spirit is attracted to that. So I just will stop people and I say, let's just stop. Put your, it's okay. Did I explain this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm
1: just sitting here. just making it. sure.
0: <laughs> I'm making sure. Okay. Good. I hope you guys are good listening to this because I believe it is, it, it's it changed is. my life and it's changed how I function as well as people are all over the place is you stop and you just put your affection towards the Lord. You just stop and say, Oh Spirit, I just honor you, Jesus. I thank you that you're good. You're just you're putting your heart towards the Lord, and you begin to become aware of the presence of God. You begin, and nine times out of ten, if not ten times out of ten, anybody I do this with, they start to feel God. They can feel the tingling. They feel weight. They might feel a different expression or feeling, if I could put it that way, um, of the presence of God. And I know people talk about it's not about the feeling. God's always with me. I understand that. But when somebody comes in the room, you you could feel the presence a lot of times. God, when he shows up in a church service, we can feel the presence of God. I do have faith. I know God's with me. But I also want to become more aware of him so that I know what he's doing. And that's what I'm talking about, being aware of the presence so that I can be able to put my attention on it, what he's doing. So before I stop, step into a meeting, I'll stop. I just, I'll put my affection on the Lord. I'll become aware of the presence because I know in the presence everything changes. And as I become aware of the presence, the more I'm aware of what he feels like, the more I'm aware when he comes. And the more aware of him when he comes, I I can turn my affection towards him, like, "Oh, you're here. What are you doing?" Because then I'm I'm more apt to listening to what he's doing and saying, or his leading, than I am just to keep talking and trying to navigate things outside of that.
1: So good, mate. Thanks for talking talking through that. I think it's it's just supernatural advantage, isn't it? I'm just thinking of. Um, you know, leaders listen to this podcast, um, equipped with this, who can now step into a situation and, um, when they feel and recognize the presence, it gives them the capacity to make, um, authoritative, confident decisions, even if they seem so ridiculous in the natural, which is kind of some of the examples you've already given. That's the key to be able to understand, well, this, is this just me coming up with a crazy idea like this is weird, or is this actually God? It's the presence that's the defining factor. Yeah, because, the, I mean, the Holy Spirit is peace.
0: So when the Holy Spirit comes, it brings peace and order to chaos and confusion. It brings clarity in the midst of the situation. I mean, nobody, its this is mind-boggling. If somebody were to ask you, so you're in Australia, so Hillsong. If Brian Houston says, hey, I want you to preach next Sunday at our church, I guarantee you for the next four or five days, you would spend time fasting, praying, seeking God. You want the Holy Spirit to show up because... We're not going to want to get up on stage to, to preach and to minister without the presence of God, right? Yeah. So why do we approach business differently? We are are releasing an expression of the kingdom in everything we do, whether building a business or are ministering at a church. We're ministers of the gospel. And so we approach a church service differently because, wait, like, I can't do this to set aside from the presence of God. Why would we think we can do business aside from the presence of God? Because we've seen it modeled of, well, we've got our formulas, so as long as we do our formulas, we're going to get these results. And it does work, and people have formulas in church, and it works. But the, what we really want is the presence. What we really want is God to show up and change a life. How much more in our just as much in our business, we get to experience the experience of presence. Or board meetings, strategy meetings, marketing meetings, I mean, our processes, all of that. We experience the presence of God. We, we invite the presence We are aware of him, it it removes the stress and anxiety to give us a place of rest and peace so that we're able to think clear and see things that we never had been able to see before. I've been in so many meetings that I step in, I forget to do that. And I'm going, I can feel like the angst. I can feel the the dialogue going back and forth, board meetings, executive meetings. And I'm like, oh, and I stop internally. I say, Holy Spirit, I just invite you. Thank you. You're so good that you bring peace. just invite you and I can feel like, oh, you're here. And then I'm just sitting there waiting and then I feel a nudge. I'm like, oh, wait, hey, have you guys thought about this? And I'm like, no, that's it. That's what we've been waiting for. Like over and over and over, I'll see that happen where there's clarity, insight, strategy, um, perspective shifts. Uh, this, uh, amazing things happen because I've learned how to carry that and host it. And that's the invitation for every single one of us, not just a pastor at church, but every one of us as we step into our businesses they carry the same presence of God that I've experienced
1: in church service here in my workplace. Have you seen clients transform their businesses and, and worlds by taking this on? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's a, I have a guy, a client that I was just on the phone with last week. Um,
0: I, I love it because he, he, he's a, he's an innovator visionary. He's had multiple companies. This last company has got, it's, it's grown. I mean, they're doing millions of dollars a month. Just, I mean, it has been grown significantly. Um, but in the process, he can, he can easily get trapped in the go mode. I have to get going. I got meeting. I got meeting. I got meeting. So he has to get reminded. He gets reminded, Oh, I got to come back and reconnect. And so tapping into strategies, like we talked about, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to do? Um, like even right now, uh, with the, the whole pandemic that's going on, uh, like a whole bunch of his sales just stopped and said, so okay, God, what am I supposed to do today? I got a thousand different things I can do. Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to do today? The Lord gave me two things to do. And this is where I love this part where, um, and I'll get to the presence in a second because it's all intertwined. It's just being aware of him. When he's feeling the pressure, he realizes he's disconnected from the peace, which is the presence, which is the Holy Spirit. So it's important that when we feel the peace leave, we stop and we say, where did I lose connection? Oh, is when I got that phone call. Oh, is when I read that email. Oh, is when I had that conversation with that person and they told me all the bad things that are happening. Or is that I took offense over in this conversation. We disconnected peace, from peace, which is the the Holy Spirit, which is presence. When we disconnect from there, we've partnered with other things than with the Holy Spirit. So it's important to stop right there, to go back and say, Holy Spirit, forgive me for disconnecting. I just invite you back in here because I want to walk with you. So the presence, this gentleman, um, uh, he, he he he's learned how to, when he gets going, he's got to stop, reconnect. And so I call him five-minute vacations. I love this, where throughout the day, you stop and you just... Um, you stop and become, you shut everything down. You shut your computer down. You shut your office door down. If you're an employee of a business, you can walk out on your break, you know, do something where you can just stop and put worship music on or just get alone with God. Not that you're seeking him for something, but just being in his, learning how to be in his presence. If you're a CEO of a company, bro, you schedule, you guys, bro, men and women, I know both of you guys are listening men and women. Uh, and I have women that are CEOs and work with them too stop you schedule meetings with your board members or your employees or even for me as a consultant you schedule meetings stop and schedule meetings throughout the week like an hour or 30 minutes and get alone just with god you would spend time with me with somebody else just stop with him who's the creator of all creation who gives you creative ideas learn just to be with him and out of that watch what begins to happen strategy begins to come maybe not in that meeting but as you walk throughout the day it's like a reset and these five minute vacations are great reminders because you get so busy, you get disconnected. I talk to people all the time. Like, how do I stay engaged with God when I have all these to-do lists? How do I stay engaged when I have 10 meetings a day? I said, you stop and take five-minute vacations 10 times a day. Because whatever you need to do to get reconnected, do it. Put alarms on your clock. Pull up and just say, God, you're so good. You, just, you put your affection on the Lord for those five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 I'm telling you, CEO after CEO is like, Tim, this is a game changer for me because I'm reconnecting. Before they step into a meeting, I challenge them. I said, stop, put your affection on the Lord, get aware of the presence, then go into there. In the midst of the meeting, you feel peace leave? Stop internally. Take a bathroom break. I don't even care. But whatever it is, they reconnect. So this guy gets two strategies from the Lord, going back to the story. And he starts doing it. There's a verse in the Bible that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Before it talks about, don't worry about today. Today has enough worries about self. Don't worry about your food, all that stuff. And he's he, so he's in that process. Like God, what's on your heart? What are you doing? Which so says, focus on these two marketing strategies for your company. I said, okay, I'll do it. Well, nothing really results in that. But all of a sudden, these transactions are these these uh, contracts that he was trying to negotiate 18 months ago with big companies that just went dead. All of a sudden, come back to life. They're calling him and said, hey, we're wondering if you want to still do this deal. He's like, uh, yeah. And then another company calls him. Hey, do you want to do this deal? Uh yeah. He is being obedient. Says, so seek first the kingdom of God. What is on God's heart? God, what are you doing? And says, then, then all these things shall come at, be added unto you. It's like this this follow up that God's saying, Hey, you focus on what I'm doing. I'll take care of the rest. And so it's it's a joint effort of the presence and strategy, walking with him, being aware of what he's saying and
1: doing, and God begins to give solutions. So good. Um, you've touched on the the prophetic aspect. Of of the presence, I know you've you've told me some stories, some just crazy stories of of guys who've been operating uh, in partnership um, with the Holy Spirit and and be, have been able to get some incredible ideas, solutions, um, yeah, through, through prophetic insight that is just literally unbelievable. Can you give us some of those examples?
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness, I, I love testimonies. I will say this about the stories his testimonies are awesome it's but it's really about the journey so it's walking with god in the journey testimonies i believe the prophet it says the testimony of jesus is a spirit of prophecy it's a prophetic declaration he wants to do it again and i love them I, I i i go after them i declare them but it's about the journey in that process and so um there's a one one guy that i worked with for a while i'm still very connected and working with him and he just gave his life to the lord said god i'm going all i am and so he lives this lifestyle of just being radically obedient to God to the point of people called extreme saying, yeah, that's kind of crazy, but he's just like, God, I just really want to do what you say you're doing. I want to see what you're doing. I want to do it. I want to hear your voice and be led by that. So to the point of, um, do I, do I take that, that trans that, uh, that job opportunity? No, don't take that $400,000 job. Yes. Take that one. Holy spirit. Do I pick up the, do I answer this call? No, wait now call him back. And when he calls him back, the guy's like, hey, I'm so glad you didn't pick up before because I didn't have an answer. But now I have the answer for you. We can do this transaction. Um, but he just lived this lifestyle. So this is the journey that he's choosing to live yeah. in the midst of it and hearing him in day to day. I mean, radical obedience to him. he walks into his shop. He's got these boats and these four wheelers and all these different things. The Lord says, I want you to empty it. Give it away. Like what? It goes, give it away. I'm going to fill it up more than you can imagine. He's like, OK, God, let's do it. Because he's lived it. He got free from trying to hold on to things. Now, because of that obedience, when we walk in this journey that you and I are talking about, this, this is not just a, uh, uh, kind of a teeter totter. I'll do it sometimes or not. There are people that can do that. And I understand that, but there is an invitation, Andrew, to go into this place with God that very few people access. And when you do that, I believe it's the Holy Spirit nudging. Say, Hey, if you come this journey, it's going to look completely different than you've ever seen. It's going to be, it, it's, it's outside the box. You, you won't fall a manual or a model that you've seen demonstrated because it's walking with Holy spirit. And when you do that though, you'll get access to things that you've never heard of before. You'll get downloads. You'll see things, you'll hear things. And it doesn't make sense because it changes the definition of success. It changes the risk factor because we're listening into obedience, um, but doing it. But, and I'm sorry for sidetracking no, for a second, awesome. but, but bro, when you do this, it's risky because you ri- you give up, uh, you it's very costly. You have to give up what you don't know and you give up what you do know. You give up what you don't know because you start to walk with God and like, God, I don't know where that's going. And you give up what you do know because you give up what you've depended upon and everybody else is doing. Because you're in this journey of like, God, I'm being obedient to you. And most of us that are Christians have walked that journey before. God says, I want you to step out in faith and go here. I want you to move here. I want you to go and talk to this person about the Lord. I want you to give a $500 here. I want you to give $50 here. And so we're obedient. Stepping out like well, that doesn't make sense logically. Well, it's not about logic. It's about walking with the Lord because his value system his economy is completely different than ours. And so God's inviting us into this journey to walk with him to risk it all to give up what we've known and seen done before. But when we do there are creative expressions there are ideas and solutions that are in heaven that God's waiting for vessels to release into uh, to release those things into. So going back to your question. Um. I think that the, um, so they're going back to the story. I mean, this, this gentleman just lived this lifestyle obeying God. And so the Lord one day, he was there talking to the Lord and what's, do you, um, um, do you want to know where frack sand is? Now, in the state this guy is in, they use fracking for oil drilling. And it has been proven by geologists there is no frack sand, frack sand in the state. Um, and so they have to import it from other states. And so this guy says, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to know where frack sand is. So the Lord takes him on this vision um, in the spirit, takes him on this, and uh, in in this vision, the spirit, to this um, uh, this property on an eagle lands him on this property. Says Frack Sands right here. So this wasn't this weird thing like his out of body experience. He he he, get, he he could see himself in the spirit just going there, lands in there. Well, he gets up from it, pulls up his computer, looks on Google Maps, finds out that it's a real place in his state. Well, his his mind is blown. He gets his guys from his company. Says, "Go out there, take soil samples of the property because he's into aggregate work, which is high construction equipment, sand pits, that type of thing." So he goes and tests the property. It comes back for positive for frack sand. This could, this will be a uh, be a five hundred million a year, five hundred million dollars a year operation. That is mind insane. boggling. It's insane. So those things are when, and when God say we say yes to the path with the Lord. So he got them all in. He starts to do things with us and give us access to things because he knows we can trust us. Cause we're, we're not about our own agenda trying to perform and succeed, but he wants us to be prosperous. I mean, that's one of the things I want to say too. For kingdom businesses, we're not supposed to be poverty mentality, lacking poor, give everything away. God's created us to be prosperous. He's, he, he's the God of abundance. That's throughout the gospel, throughout the scripture. He's the God of more than enough. And so that is a, a huge thing we cannot lose as kingdom business leaders that we uh, are, that, that we're not supposed to be prosperous, but it, there's an invitation to do it with him in a different process.
1: So mate, such a good story, but I love the way you, you framed it with, with his journey because it's so spot on in that we all want the blueprint. We all want the download. We want yeah. We want the instant solution, but we're not always prepared to to go on the journey of surrender and like yielding everything we've got. <laughs> yeah. Is is that a bit of a barrier that you find when you first start working with clients? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants a breakthrough now. Everybody wants
0: the testimony to be manifested in their life right now. I and so do I. I've wanted it my own like now, Jesus, I claim it, I declare it, I've done I mean, I, I've celebrated, you know, I love the thing of uh, when somebody else experiences a breakthrough that I get to celebrate it with them. Because I know me celebrating them is also a door for, for the breakthrough for me. But I want to champion other people. I don't want to be greedy in that process. But I, I, I want it too. But it's knowing the timing of the Lord. But also recognizing there are a lot of times that I would go, I was about to go through a challenging time. I, in fact, I remember in the season where my wife had an encounter with the Lord. And she heard the Lord say, we're going to go through a drought, a desert season for about a year. I'm like, babe, you missed it. God's not going to do that to us. <laughs> and uh, I was wrong. She was right. Within a week, I mean, within a month, a whole bunch of stuff happened with the company I had before. We ended up closing it down. Um, and uh, after a couple of months, I was running out of cash. And no job opportunities were opening up. And I'm like, "God, when the company shut down, the Lord said, you're on my payroll. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'm like, okay, great. I'm driving around in my Jeep, on empty, and I'm declaring the word of the Lord, the testimonies. I'm stewarding all the testimonies and raking them in. I'm like, God, this is you. You said this, and this is what we're going to do. And I did everything I needed to do in the process. I'm driving around uh, empty in my Jeep commander. And I'm like, God, you better come through. You said you're going to do it. Nothing happened. And I know there's tons of testimonies, and I, I, I had probably 50 of them, of God showing up, and the gas tank filling up or somebody pays for their gas and all those things. Nothing happened. And it was devastating for me because I'm like, God, where were you? What happened? And I remember months down the road, we went through this hard season where the Lord just uh, stripped a whole bunch away. And he goes, Tim, I had to deconstruct a whole bunch of stuff inside of you. Cause if I would have given you all the things you're declaring and wanting, it was built on a, 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 a fragmented foundation. There's there's cracks in your foundation of entitlement, of insecurity, um, and, and if I would have given you, it would have crumbled. And so I had to deconstruct a lot of those things in order to be able to give you what I promised you. And so that's the, when I face that with other clients and individuals, um, that are longing for those testimonies, those breakthroughs, I'm like, yes, that's uh, actually I'm going to back up my pro here's the thing. When we share testimonies, it invites the presence of God. It's also a prophetic declaration it's really important to know when to share testimonies. Because, and I, I can go really deep into this another time, but the thing is, is when we share testimonies, it says that there's a prophetic, it's the pro, um, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. And so when we speak it, there is actually an anointing authority to release it again. What Jesus did yesterday, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. So when we speak testimonies, we're actually releasing the authority, people say the angelic, to go do it again. So it's really important. I've been in times where I've been, Sharing testimonies, I can feel no life on it at all. It feels like it just like what? It feels like I threw pearl before swine, quote unquote. I'm like, what the heck? And I felt like the Lord said, you shared something that I, there's no life on. I was not on that. And there's, I've been learning. There's times when we release testimonies because there's authority and anointing on it to do it again. And so when I'm when people are coming, like I need a breakthrough. I'm trying to be aware, Lord, what are you speaking in this situation that they need to hear, that there's life on that you want to release in that situation? Sometimes it's testimonies because in the testimonies, I can declare it and release it over the situation. But there's other times the Lord say, I, there's many times where the Lord said, do you not pray for breakthrough yet? I'm like, why? He says, wait, you need to hold. I'm doing something before the ready. Don't pray for breakthrough. That's tough.
1: That I want
0: everybody to experience breakthrough. And it's just, it's it's knowing what God is saying to do. Now, don't take that. That statement and make a theology out of it. I'm saying it's learning out of relationship, um, to to walk with God in this situation. But that is an obstacle a lot of people run into like, I want the breakthrough now. I'm like, okay, great, we gotta pull back. What is God doing right now?
1: What is he saying? What is our strategy right now? You touched on your story. How did you end up here? Because you didn't want business, you weren't looking for business. How on <laughs> earth did you end up where you are now? Oh my goodness.
0: Uh, I feel like I got tricked into it in a way. Um, so my background is, I uh, uh, went to Bible school when it, everything growing up was, was going to be a pastor. Um, had a call, knew there's a call of God in my life, had prophetic words, went to Bible school, went into full-time, uh, ministry, was a youth pastor. Um, and when it, you're at a small church, you end up doing everything. So slash, slash, slash everything. Um, so we're doing a lot of, uh, doing that for a while. And we, we moved out to Redden, California. To be a part of a church called Bethel, and just to glean from it, they're they're seeing incredible things. For those not familiar with, just seeing a lot of miracles and just the presence of God, and really just walking out. They're not perfect, but they're walking out with a, a great representation of the of the, of the New Testament, the Kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And so we wanted to glean from that. We thought we we're going to be here for a year. I got um, I had to work while I was out here, so I got um, uh, started working with a guy who had a telecommunication company, and as we started. Doing this, I I was only gonna do it for about a year because we thought we were out of here, gonna get launched back into church ministry because that's all my prophetic words, man. Everything was in that context, and so, um, but I was struggling even being here for that year doing business, quote unquote, work because I didn't feel like I was fulfilling the call of God in my life. And so, uh, about six months into it, the guy said, "Hey, I'm going back to where my dad has his main office. You could take off take over this branch." I'm like, "I didn't come out here for business," and. Plus, there was not much build-up with this company. I'd have to rebuild it. And I felt like the Lord said, no, I want you to do it. I'm like, fine, I'll do it. So I opened up a, an office, hired 10 guys. We trained guys and started building it. But man, I was struggling internally. So this is the story. It's like, I just didn't want it because I didn't want to. I, I felt second class. That's the bottom line. I felt like, although I would never preached it when I was in ministry, man, when I'm doing business, I felt second class. I felt like I was missing out on the call of God in my life. And I had some major conversations, one with a guy named Banning Liebescher, who oversees Jesus Culture, uh, a friend of mine, and, and Eric uh, Johnson, who's the senior pastor here at Bethel. And both of them, same context, is like, how things going? on, my business is growing, it's blowing up, so what's the problem? Like, I, I'm just not passionate about what I'm doing. Like, I don't feel like I'm fulfilling the call of God. They said, do you get to trust God with your future? I'm like, of course I do. Absolutely. They said, what if God said, one of them goes, what if God said for the next five years, I want you to give yourself to your family, the church. And to your bit growing your business i'm like as soon as he said growing my business I was like absolutely not because i thought you trusted god with your future and i go i thought i did too and then eric said something in the same type of uh format he's just like tim are you afraid that if you said yes to business fully that you would be able to fulfill the dreams and desires in your heart i'm like yep because it sounds like you got a little problem with not trusting god with you with your future i'm like all right, I'm going to go and uh, take a Sozar take some time with God and just, <laughs> just pray. And the other thing he said, is, Tim, if you said yes to business, do you feel like you'd be labeled as the business guy? I'm like, yeah, I'm the cable guy right now. I'm the TV guy. That's what I'm doing. And uh, he goes, so you're really afraid of what people think about you then? A little fear of man there, Tim? I'm like, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, take that knife out of my <laughs> chest. And so I just had to, uh, I recognize there's some things that God was doing. And what had a shift for me was this. Is that I realized that I am who I am no matter where I'm at. That I get to experience the same presence of God and the, the same miracles that I saw in a church setting into my workplace. And that was happening through my struggle too. I was seeing crazy miracles even though I was internally struggling, feeling that like I wasn't fulfilling the, God, the call of God in my life. And so what got me to consulting was I was doing that for a number of years and I had a dream one night and it was one of those dreams that you, you wake up and you could, you know it was God. You could feel God on it. And I had a, a dream that I was going to have a consulting company and I was going to have prophetic insight into the individual lives, into the corporations that I was working with to bring radical growth and transformation. A whole bunch of other stuff I saw of transforming the business world, uh, uh, of bringing a whole different model of what it looks like to do business. Um, and, and again, that was not my specialty. I was not, I, I, I want to go back into the church context ministry, but I realized what I did is it says that we, we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But I also believe we interpret a part. So I was pro- I was interpreting my prophetic words with a filter of ministry my whole life. So as soon as I took those lenses off, said, okay, God, what does he actually mean? I started seeing the possibilities of what he was actually speaking to me about through those prophetic words or dreams in my heart in different contexts. And so, um, fast forward, I ended up closing down this, the company I had and went on this journey of starting this, this, uh, this, um, the consulting company. And one last part of the story. That is kind of the framework of the consulting company. I remember when I started up, typically when you start a business, you do R&D. You go out, you ask people, how do you do this? What do you do to develop this? And I remember asking a bunch of consultants, like, how do you do this? Get your value proposition. Here's what you need to have. And I got all this stuff and I started working on it. And I hear the Lord say, what are you doing? And I was frustrated because this is not my specialty. And I'm like, I'm outside my box, my comfort zone. But the Lord said, what are you doing? I'm like, this is what you do. He goes, who told you that? And I'm like, well, this is what everybody does to build a consulting company. You know, the conformity, the patterns of this world is what everybody does. And I said, I told you it's going to look different than you've ever seen before. Uh, I want you to throw that away and you're going to listen to my voice and I'm going to show you what it looks like to build a company with me. And that was the beginning of the journey of the, uh, of walking with him in my own business, but helping other people to navigate the very
1: things that we're talking about. That's incredible. And yeah, I love that you've shared your story in that way and um, <laughs> that authenticity about the wrestle as well. Like. We would just feel like, oh, yeah, you know, like this is just, I just heard from God and did it and it was all great um, and, you know, happy days. But I think it's so important to recognize looking back that, yeah, I, it was a struggle and it was a fight. Absolutely. And how long, how long was it for you where you actually felt comfortable in your own skin, doing what you were doing, you know, having come out of that, oh, well, I'm going to be in conventional church ministry into this next phase. What, what was that like? it was a long journey for me and i hope that's not the same
0: thing for everybody else listening but for me it was part of the reason was because um, maybe i'm just slow in in learning that process but it was it was a number of years because when i set, shut down the company uh that i we had and i went into the consulting um part of it was i had these words directly you're going to be a pastor you're going to go back into it and so I, it's like okay what does it look like but what i start what shifted for me um, so it was a number of years to answer your question. It was a, a number of years and it was, it was an ongoing journey. People speaking truth of, of who I am. And there's a lot of times where I would get caught up in discouragement. I would feel like, what am I even doing? And I'll tell you, when you start to feel discouraged or you're feeling things are not going well, that's the wrong time to ask big questions because you're actually partnering with those, it says we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And the verse goes on in Ephesians, but there, we whatever we agree with, we empower. And so when we're in that place of confusion, all of a sudden we start to ask these big questions. Or we maybe we got disappointed because of something. We start to ask these big questions. It's a wrong time to ask those big questions because what we're doing is we're actually in, engaging in and partnering with anxiety, fear, frustration, and it influences those decisions, those questions that we're at, interacting with. So, but there'd be a lot of times where I'm just feeling discouraged because nothing's happening. You know, growth is not happening, and there's, there's a, a long period of season, even when I was doing the consulting, Lord said, don't market. You're not supposed to market at all. Just keep walking, keep walking. I'm like, but I'm supposed to build this trip campaign. I'm supposed to do this. This is what everybody, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. So just walking in obedience to that. And as I did that though, there'd be times where feeling this struggle, I'm like, what the heck am I doing? I'd call a friend. I'm like, hey, I need you to remind me who I am. Remind me that I'm not missing it. And so it was so important to have other people. Uh, uh, reminding me of truth in the midst of the discouragement. Because there are times I'll just try to do myself. God help me. What am I doing? Couldn't get anything. I'm like, dude, you got to remind me because I am, I'm ready to quit. It, what, remind me who I am. And that would be really helpful, helpful. But there's some, here's, here, the big shift happened for me, um, probably about two years ago. So it's probably a good five years, six years to happen. But two years ago, um, I got to the point where I said, that's it. I am done trying to figure this stuff out. Because for me, I was trying to grab things. I was trying to put the puzzle pieces together. I was trying to solve the problems. Like, what does this look like? Where am I going to go? How am I going to do it? What is the vision? How, 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 how? And I got to the point, i like, God, I'm done. I'm frustrated trying to figure this out. And I said, God, I, my pursuit now is just you. Jesus said, I only did that which I saw the Father doing and speaking what I heard the Father speaking. So that was my pursuit. I said, God, I'm just in this for you. I'm just going to pursue you. I just want to do what you're doing. I'm done chasing the dreams. I'm done chasing the prophetic words. And that was pivotal for me at that moment. I had to let it die. And when I did that, within a month or two, the Lord said, okay, now we can go. It was like the Lord resurrected it. Because what I was doing is I was no longer chasing after dreams and trying to fulfill prophetic words. I'm not pursuing him. And I do that. It gives me a freedom of being able to just to to be obedient to what he's saying and doing versus trying to accomplish something, trying to fulfill what's inside of me. I'm just like, God, I just want to do what you're doing. I just want to pursue what you're doing. So if you want me to go there, great. If you don't want me to do that, that's fine. I'm
1: not chasing after anything for my fulfillment. I really want to do what you're doing. That's absolute gold. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I reckon um, our listeners will, will will absolutely connect with that. I guess just to, um, I'm interested to know, to transition uh, you know, from your story and more into where we're at now in business and more broadly. So I'm interested in your thoughts as to where, um, Christian believing business leaders, what role you think we're going to be playing in this next phase, particularly given what's happening in the world at the moment, this um, pandemic, this crisis, this shift? Uh, wh- where do you see the next phase for us?
0: Andrew, I feel like this is our time to shine. Like I am so excited about this time. It doesn't mean that I'm not sympathetic and compassionate And understanding for people that are really struggling because people are. I mean, we're, I mean, all of us are going through things that are really hard. But I believe right now is our time to shine, not just to get up and preach the gospel. I'm talking about learning how to lean in. Nobody's been this way before. Nobody's navigated in our lifetime these type of situations. And as believers, we have an invitation to learn, see what God is doing and learn, learn to see that he sees things beyond what we see that we can trust him. And I believe if we actually tap into it, it's like there's many people that are walking down this journey that are believers. I'm just going to talk to the believers right now that are they have a relationship with God. They're walking this journey. It's like, God, please help me. God, I, I need peace right now. God, would you help me get through this pandemic? Would you help me get through this crisis? God, we need you. And God's there. God's going to give them peace and God's going to help them. I believe there's an invitation right now where the Holy Spirit's nudging. Say, hey, come over here. Let me show you something. And it's a different path. And it's just like, well, what are you doing? And we're pivoting, we're, we're innovating, we're, we're, we're hearing and seeing things that God is saying to do, even though it does not make any sense at all. And that's the thing, walking around the walls of Jericho made no sense at all. There are things throughout scripture over and over that made no sense at all. I mean, look at Gideon, I mean, the jars, the lanterns, and I mean, circling around them, 300 men, that's stupid and, and natural. And so learning, you know, what are you saying right now from my company? For my business, for my community, for the economy here. And God has downloaded, God has given insight, where he's giving hope and faith and saying, don't move, don't move, just hold, hold. I mean, I have a CEO right now where things were going even, uh, really well, even with the pandemic. And then all of a sudden within two days, everything blows up with his, uh, with his, uh, partners, three other partners just blows up chaos and everything. And th- he pulled back and said, okay, God, what are you doing? We prayed. The Lord gave a word, said, don't move. He's, I'm actively doing something behind the scenes. Don't get engaged in the chaos and the accusation. Just hold. Just hold. And there's that movie Gladiator where they're in this coliseum. And they're, they're, they he gets, them, uh, he gets them around and says, just circle around with a shield. He says, now hold. Now hold. And one guy's like, I can't. I can't. And he stands up and gets sliced. But everybody else, they're like, wait, hold, hold. And sometimes God's saying that. And we can trust him because he sees things that we don't see. But I believe right now. We're in a Kairos moment for those believers that are actually partnering in with the Lord. He's saying, I'm moving, and I'm going to release things that have the earth is waiting to see. I'm releasing things, innovation, ideas, solution, uh, expansion, uh, that, that are just mind-boggling if you choose to stay in that place of peace. Right now, it's crazy. I understand. It's chaotic. It's unknown. It's uncertain. But we have an invitation, just like Jesus did. He was sleeping in the storm. He knew what his father was up to. He knew what was going to go on. And when he woke up because his disciples are frantic because they're going to lose their life. He's like, what? What's your faith? What, like, didn't you just see what I did over here? Like, I just fed the 5,000. It's like, where's your faith? Another translation or interpretation of that is, why aren't you engaging your faith? Why are you so fearful? Like, where did you disengage your faith that you have? Didn't you know you have the authority over the storm? And I believe for us. We get the word of the Lord. We have the ability right now to have authority over the things that are going on. Declaring the word of God. I love Psalms 91 right now, where you're able to declare the protection of God. And God, what are you saying right now? I'm releasing this over to my leaders. I'm releasing this over my business because the declaration of the word right now is so important. The prophetic declaration over our businesses. God, what is your promise? Okay, I'm going to declare this, that my business will prosper. No sickness can come near my tent. I'm declaring that God that's week walking creativity and peace and unity. I have a guy that there's chaos over a second shift. And we started to ask the Lord, well, what do we need to do? And he saw himself walking around just declaring, declaring the word of the Lord, just praying over it, worshiping over the. the he's got a manufacturing plant. And he, he, he felt like the Lord said, go and begin to work, pray around it. So he did. And as he, over the next three, four, five days, the whole atmosphere began to change. And so it's learning to know what God is saying in the moment. Because he's giving strategy of what to do. Cause we're battling a spiritual battle. This is not the natural. This is a spiritual battle of saying, God, our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And this is the time I believe, like I said, it's Isaiah 60. Arise, shine for the glory of God has risen upon you. It's this, it's this time to rise because God's on us to demonstrate what he wants to do. He's releasing things for those believers that are losing everything. You have no idea. I'm dealing, I'm working with a country or about 40 leaders, they are locked down. There's the, 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 there's communistic, um, government. There is, uh, just corruption in there. And they're dealing with really hard stuff that I'm not dealing with in the U S either the kingdom of God, and the word of God is true or it's not. So it gets to work in their situation, just like mine. It's not hype. It's not this, this, this theory, the concepts and principle. What is the word of the Lord for you in that situation, in that country right now that God wants to give to you? Because if he can feed the, The Israelites in the deserts, in the desert where there's nothing he can take care of this this business owner in a communistic nation where the government is taking away things from him. So I'm convinced that this is our time to lean in and God is releasing the strategies. If those people that are leaning in, I'm seeing crazy expansion, innovation and creativity happening in the midst of it. Those that are choosing not to, they're just, God, I'm trusting, I'm kind of walking. I think they're not. Things are going to be rattled. I think they'll make it through, but they're not going to see the acceleration that I believe the invitation we have for.
1: So good. And you mentioned uh, weapons. And and I'm at that point where uh, of the interview uh, where I look to equip our listeners with some some key weapons to uh, empower them in whatever season they're in at the moment. Yeah. And I'm really interested in, uh, in your answers in these ones, mate. Um, so first of all, what would be the one daily habit that you'd recommend uh, for our listeners to get on the front foot every day?
0: Great question.
1: Um, And I think there's a list
0: of uh, weapons. I actually talk about that in the the book that's going to be coming out here soon because I think there's different weapons and it's knowing what weapons to fight with in the situation. So, um, I mean, I think some of the practicals that we all need to do is spending time with the Lord. It's the Word of God. It's worship. Um, uh, I, I, a lot of times I try declarations. So there's times that my family is just kind of going through chaos or there's disconnection with my kids and my wife and I'll get up and I'll spend time with the Lord and I'll just begin to declare and prophesy over them. God, I thank you that my, my oldest daughter walks in peace, that she is a woman of righteousness, that she walks with connection, things that I'm experiencing opposite. I'm declaring over that situation, the truth of who God is. If I don't know what the truth is, I ask Holy Spirit. Holy oh, Spirit, what's the truth that you want to replace this lie with? Because right now, all I'm feeling is frustration. The same thing that I do in my family, I do in the businesses too. So um, I, I really, I, I, spending time the Word, worship, um, uh, the the declarations is really key. I think some um, other daily, uh, other weapons that I fight with, if I can, mm, um, sure. is, is uh, prophetic words. Um, I, I'll read over them and thank God and declare them. So I'll go back over prophetic words. If you don't have prophetic words from a person, God, many times we have words that God's spoken to us as we've read the Bible and things have been highlighted. Or there's been times where we spend with God and God speaks something like, you're going to do this. I've called you to do this. And so those are prophetic words. Those are the promises from God, words that God's spoken to you about your future of what you're doing. So I take those things and I declare those things. Uh, worship is a huge weapon. I mentioned that. There's times where I've had a company where no sales are coming in. I'm like, God, what do we do? He goes, worship. So my three staff members that happen to be there were believers would put worship music on and would walk throughout the office and just glorify God. Isaiah um, says this. It says, as we worship, it says that God rises up like a mighty warrior and begins to fight on our behalf, bringing victory. And so there's worship is a huge weapon. Communion is another weapon that's really critical because every time we take communion, we're declaring the work of the cross over again into this situation. We're declaring what Jesus did at the cross is for our situation right now. Um, I think that's a very good thing. Praying the Spirit is a huge weapon that I, we go after a lot of times praying um, in tongues. Um, uh, the the other one, too, is that I find um, uh, is Thanksgiving. And I think that's one of the biggest things right now is I'm trying to constantly find things that I'm thankful for. Being grateful of, and I don't care if I have to make up, God, thank you for the grass and the, the ground. Thank you for the tree or the bird that's up there until I can begin to remember the things that God's done for me
1: but thanksgiving is another key weapon that I use a lot. So good. So much stuff there. Um, you mentioned a couple of key verses. Is there any one in particular that you'd, you'd highlight, uh, as, as a weapon right now? Um, yeah, I think it's Isaiah 64 where it talks about that. God is actively working on our behalf
0: for those who wait upon the Lord. And the picture I get a lot of times is that behind the scenes, God is doing all these puzzle pieces that we don't even see. And, um, we're here as we wait. Wait doesn't mean I just sit there and do nothing. Wait, there's an act of engagement of waiting. I'm walking in faith in what God has said to do, but I'm trusting that God is going to do what he said he, uh, he was going to do. But many times as he, we're, we're believing that, all of a sudden he pulls back the curtain. and He says, hey, look what I've been doing. And so as we can trust in his word, I see God, The, the God's actually working on behalf. Right now, I'm seeing him do so much behind the scenes that we don't have a clue about, but we can just trust the leaning of that I think the other verse too is in Hebrews where it says, um, may the God of all hope, um, uh, fill you with joy and peace that your hope may be filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because a lot of people are losing hope. And so that, that, that aspect of, um, hope, which comes from, it says, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. And so having peace, which is the presence of God, but joy, um, which is taking joy, uh, choosing to rejoice in the midst of the situations, being thankful, um, that God would fill you with hope because hope is what the people that have the most hope are the most dangerous. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really encouraging people to stay in hope. And we go back to those weapons that we talked about
1: before to engage in those things. So I'd say those are two verses there. Yep. That's good. You mentioned worship. Is there a particular song that stands out for you at the moment? Uh, I probably, the, the one that hits me the most right now is the blessing, by Carrie Job oh, and elevate.
0: That. It's yeah. It is. It is just so significant. I believe it is a a, a a prophetic song for this
1: season. They didn't even know what was about to happen, and it's so critical right now. And what about a book? I'm sure you've got stacks of books, but is there one that that stands out for you at the moment? Oh my goodness. Um,
0: the, I, I I'll just say this honestly. I'm not a huge reader. I do read. But I'm not like one of those business guys that reads all the time. I got stacks and decks. I do have a lot of books, a lot of ebooks that haven't been or have read. But I think for this season right now, we're talking about the kingdom reality. Uh, Bill, has, Bill Johnson has a book called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. And I think part of that is so significant for right now because of um, the, the story of David where, he was, where um, his whole city was destroyed. Ziklag was destroyed. And his even his men were coming about to kill him, or talking about killing him. And he he strengthened himself in the Lord. He found how to get courage and remind himself of who God was. And that that whole book talks about that. I think that's key right now of remembering who God is and how to strengthen ourselves to have hope and
1: courage and moving forward. So that's the one that probably resonates right now for me for the season. He's actually made that available for free at the moment. I read it on Instagram. So there you go. Listeners can jump on and, and grab that. Yeah. Uh, now, just to finish off, Tim, I'd wondered if you'd um, uh, pray over our listeners and um, and release some impartation of some of the things that you've raised in this interview. I would love to, it would be honored. Yeah. Thanks, Jesus.
0: But mm. I thank you that we have the privilege, first and foremost, of serving you. I thank you for every person that's listening right now that they would be aware, uh, as we even talked about on this podcast, of your presence. Father, I pray right now. That in the midst of this season where storms are rising and um, unknowns are, are there and fear is knocking at the door, that they would be so aware of your nearness, that you are with us, that you are with us, that you are with us, that you are with us. So, Lord, I just ask right now that every person that's listening, they would be aware of your presence right now in their room, in their car, um, as they're walking, wherever they're at, they're, they're, they're experiencing your nearness, and they're hearing your voice of what you're saying and doing. Father, I pray that every spirit of fear, and, um, of doubt, of discouragement, and hopelessness would be lifted off right now in Jesus' name, that they would be able to be, experience your freedom of your hope, of your joy, of your peace. Well, I thank you that you've invited us into this journey to walk with you, to know you, to experience you, and to, 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 uh, to receive even things, uh, creative expressions and strategies from heaven. So, Lord, we just say yes and amen. We invite you to come. We invite you to mess up our world. We invite you to mess up our thinking, to be able to, to break off of the boxes and the limitations that we've had about what it looks like to do business with you. And Lord, I pray that right now, as people are listening, that they begin to be awakened to um, creative ideas, creative su- solutions. I just released a prophetic anointing. I released uh, an impartation for those that are listening to, to receive a, a fresh grace to be innovative and creative and to hear your voice, and to know a prophetic strategy of what to do, and what um, to, to see some of the testimonies we even shared released right now. And I ask for breakthrough for everyone that is listening, that right now you're the provider, that they begin to experience the abundance, your abundance, that they would know that you're more than enough, just like you've when you fed the 5,000, there was 12 baskets left over. When they went and they fished, the nets were bursting with fish because Lord, you're the God of abundance. So I just released that, that, that testimony, that breakthrough, that manifestation of who you are in every person's life. Lord, I pray right now for favor around them. It says that the favor of God surrounds them like a shield. Lord, I pray right now for favor upon every person right now that they're, as they walk into our business transactions and opportunities, that uh, Lord, the, your faith will rest upon them. And Lord, I release this last thing. And that is that people that have not paid, um, clients that have not paid money that is owed to individuals that are listening right now, I just call it in right now. I have testimony after testimony where well, Lord, as we prayed within 24 hours to 48 hours to, to even three days, money is released. So I just declare that right now in the next 24 to 48 hours, that money is released that is owed to those that are listening right now. We call it in. From uh, lawsuits to business transactions to debts to um, invoices, I just recall them in right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that you are the provider of peace, of joy, of hope. And I release that over every person that's listening to
1: this now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, so good. So powerful. I mean, I wish we could just keep talking and recording all night, yeah. all night for you, all day for me, but <laughs> no can do. Uh, thanks so much, Tim. I mean, um, I genuinely believe that um, that's going to be transformational for some of our listeners. So, um, really appreciate your, your generosity and um, and yeah, sharing what you've given us. Um, so, thanks so much for your time. Yeah. Hey, you can cut this out if you want to, but I'm going to say one more thing. No, is go for I feel it. like
0: the Lord just gave me a prophetic word for somebody. Is that okay? Yeah. Go. Um, yeah. I, there's somebody that's listening right now. I saw you um, like a picture of you throwing in the towel. And you're like, you're, you're ready to throw in the towel. Like you just quit. And I saw the Lord pick up and pick up the towel and I hand it back and said, no, no, I gave you this towel. We're going to run together. And I, I want to encourage you right now that hope, I see hope being injected into you. I saw like uh, an injection of hope and courage. Jo- the Lord spoke to Joshua and said, strength and courage, be strong and courageous, um, because he's about to take the land. And I felt like the Lord is re, I- I- uh, in, uh, igniting a uh, fresh vision and hope into your spirit. Actually, there's multiple people that are listening that their dreams have been dying. You feel like you've been de- depleted. And I'm prophesying over you right now that the word of the Lord is re- being re-injected into you of hope, of courage, and strength. In fact, I released new vision for it because I saw the Lord turning of a page. There's somebody right now, it's like you 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 you've crossed out so much stuff on this page and Lord said, hey, we're starting a new page. There's some people that the Lord is saying we're starting a new chapter, a new chapter of this journey. And then I saw the Lord say, I'm starting for other people. This is, you're going to relate to different people. You determine who this is for. As you listen, it's going to resonate in your spirit. But I saw the Lord say, I'm giving you a new book. And I saw you actually pick up a whole new idea because the Lord said, I'm done with this one. I'm breathing upon a whole new vision for you. And so there's d- multiple people that I'm talking to right now. Um, There's some that you said, that I threw in the towel. You actually said those words or you thought those thoughts. And the Lord said, no, I'm picking them up. I pick up the towel and I'm running with you. But there is some people that the Lord said, now it's time to let go of that book. I'm giving you a new book, a new chat, a new, a new whole journey of this thing that has been stirring in your heart. It's actually you've been pregnant with it for a long time. I see a number of years that you've been pregnant with this, this book, uh, this, this, this idea. And the Lord's saying, now is the time. Um, in fact, there are some people that are also listening. You've been debating about writing a book, and the Lord said, go for it, do it now. There's going to be a prophetic release. There's going to be creative ideas in the midst of it when you do it with the Holy Spirit. So I'm saying, uh, and I know this can sound generic, but I'm telling you. It's a word of the Lord for some people. Write the book, write the book, write the book. Um, the other thing that's being released, I just want to say, is this okay, by the way? No, mine. Go for it. Okay. I saw um, uh, I saw uh, this gift of innovation. Uh, people are going li- to listen to this. And I think, Andrew, you're going to hear. I'm going to ask everybody that gets an idea. Email him, message this, whatever you can do to respond. There's going to be a bunch of innovation released. I saw innovative ideas. Even as you listen to this, ideas are popping into people's mind. I want you to message Andrew. Let him know, hey, I just got this idea. Hey, this just happened. Those people that got breakthrough, I want you to message Andrew about this because there are people. There's a radical breakthrough that's going to happen. I see 24 to 36, 48 hours, uh, two to three days. I see that something is going to break over your finances, over your business. Sales are going to come in that have been held up. I see that right now. Sales have been held up. I don't care what pandemic we have. God is not limited to pandemics. God is not limited to economy. So I'm releasing that right now. Something is going to shift right now for you. And you're going to see sales increase contrary to what you've been experiencing. I want you to mess with Andrew because it's going to be a testimony of God's faithfulness over your life. And I see a breakthrough anointing being released over the people that listen to this, Andrew. I see it happening like it's like the fear and the gription of. Sit back and wait is being broken off of people as they listen to this. So they can actually, uh they get, I saw them get off their couch and say, I'm going for a run. We're going to take this land. It's like, it's time to move forward. So something is breaking. You can feel that as you listen to it. You can feel the presence. You can feel this excitement stirring. That's God right now. He's stirring something right now inside your spirit. Say, it's time to run. It's time to run. So I release that over you. Those that are listening, get ready for the breakthrough. Oh, some people are going to get phone calls for opportunities. I see phone calls coming in right now. Uh, it's You're, you're going to be amazed. The phone is going to ring very shortly, and you're going to get a phone call for opportunities or something you've been waiting on. Promises, or uh, that's what it is. It's not just promises. It's actually things that you were working on and you thought were dead are coming back to life again. So I speak to the things that were dead, come back to life now, and you're going to experience that. I'm telling you, message Andrew, because I want to know. I'm not saying this. This is not publicity. This is, I'm serious. God is doing this right now for those people that are listening. And there's going to be a shifting, a turning of the tide that's going to happen right now for some of you. So I'd release that and i bless you in Jesus' name.
1: Oh, man, so good. And, yes, please, 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 please message me. I'm going to put all my contact yeah. details. I mean, they're on the website. I'm going to put them in the show notes. Please reach out if that connected with you because we absolutely want to know. Tim, thanks so much. Um, yeah. It's been a pl- Privilege, man. Thank you. I mentioned it's going to be transformational. I think you you went to the next level. So um, yeah, just brilliant. Thanks so much. It's an honor. Thanks again, Andrew. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. And I'm keen to connect with you, hear how you're doing, and also send you some free resources. Make sure you sign up at supernaturalbusinesspodcast.com and you'll hear from me soon.